This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's over a month since Manchester City last played a competitive match, but ladies and gentlemen, it's back. Club football returns and a juicy bit of Carabao action to kick us off. It's Thursday the 22nd of December. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Hello, Ollie. Um, how are you doing, mate? This is our sort of our 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 podcast reset week after the World Cup. Um, yeah. When when England, as I'm sure you're aware, when England got knocked out, we just ceased to exist for for a couple of weeks. We rejoiced on Monday's or Tuesday's episode. I can't remember which one it was now in Argentina's victory. But um, how have you been keeping? How are you doing? Oh, it's been a it's been, as you can imagine. You know, working in this industry, it's been a very busy month. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, it's been non-stop and it just felt good for the last couple of days. Well, the last, yeah, the last couple of days to just take a breather and just re- and just revel in the kind of joy of Argentina and Messi finally winning the World Cup. And, yeah. and now City are back. I mean, it couldn't really be better, could it? Yeah, well, it depends how uh, how tonight's game goes. I'm sure you can imagine. We'll get into that. And um, fourth round against Liverpool, dear me. I don't know how on earth this has happened, but um, we'll get into that shortly. Um, quick episode today, then, because obviously it's the it's the match day preview match at the Etihad later on tonight. A first game since that Brentford defeat. Um, I asked Adam this on the first episode of the week. I'll ask you. Has that World Cup and Argentina's victory, which I think everyone's just adopted as their own, I'd hate to be Argentinian at this point because literally everyone's celebrating it as if it's their own country. But um, you know, we we are reveling in it. Um, has that has that World Cup has that Argentinian victory sort of 
cured the emotional damage from uh, sort of uh, Ivan Tony's. Can you remember that far back? Ivan Tony's masterclass at the Etihad in what a, a sort of mildish November, early November afternoon. We returned to the Etihad. Are you, are you prepared for it? Because it's going to be a long run, isn't it? This is the start of a bloody emotionally draining run um, going into the new year. So um, are you ready? Have you got your seatbelt on? Have you got your helmet on? Uh, can this can you is, cope? This is me remembering that Brentford was the last game and not the Chelsea Carabao game. So thanks for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think I've, I've done that twice now. And I'm I've, sure other people I've, have completely forgotten about it. I just, I've blanked that game out of my mind mm. to the point where you could tell me anything happened in it and I would probably believe it. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't remember it. Maybe that's my trauma yeah. instinct coming in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, we've had what, 60 other matches to watch <laughs> and think about in the time since. So I don't think anyone can blame us. Mm, yeah, and um, what better way to cure that damage than a, a bit of Carabao action? Um, I'll kick off then with the discussion and, and ask you where your head is at going into this match because I've seen some suggestions from from people and, and people of this parish as well in, in previous episodes suggesting that perhaps now, I'm not necessarily subscribing to this, but perhaps tonight's game against Liverpool could be a good one to lose, if that makes sense, given the fixture pile-up in the new year. Um, I don't know if that's something that you necessarily agree with. I can definitely see, I don't want to call it the benefits, but I can definitely see that side of the argument. You know, the, mm. the fixture list is just insane. And there's going to be more rescheduled games, of course there is, because, you know, you'd expect City to go at least one step further in the Champions League. Obviously, there's the FA Cup and, the, and there could be progression in that. Um, you'd expect progression in that. Um, so maybe the Carabao Cup is the one, you know, a lot of people will look to sacrifice as such. I hate the idea of sacrificing a competition. I, I hate just imagine idea. like Pep Guardiola trekking up yeah, I don't know, Machu Picchu in, in Peru and then like yeah. just slaying this can of Carabao in this yeah. sacrifice to the footballing mm. gods in return for the Champions League laid down the line. I mean, I mean maybe, that's what, maybe that's what he spent the last four weeks doing. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I think, I think overall, you know, it's a game against Liverpool. It's a game in our competition. This is, look, I don't care that we are not current <laughs> holders of it. It is our competition. We dominated the Carabao Cup and we let it go on a penalty shootout against West Ham. I want it back. I want my trophy back. <laughs> I want my February final at Wembley. It's like Braveheart. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I'm passionate about the Carabao. I am Carabao mad. I'm going to be painting my face green and everything. <laughs> No surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of this nonsense. It's the only Why is it always nonsense in. when I come I on a podcast with you? <laughs> it's resorted back to it. Um, but but going going back to the sort of the, the point in hand, it's one of those games, isn't it? Obviously, we've got in this match uh five of the last well, well the two teams who've won the last five Carabao Cups, obviously City winning four, Liverpool winning one, quite a difference. Um it's Just also like the Premier League. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Perfect analogy. It's also the the sort of the two um what's the word record holders for the most league cup. So it's an intriguing game. This is this is final worthy fixture list sort of um planning, by the way, and it's coming in the fourth round. So you do get the sense that both managers will be looking at this going, if we'd expended I don't know, a bit of energy to get to the semi-finals and they've been drawn up against each other. You're going to go hell for leather. You're going to want to win because it's been that sort of slog to get to that point. 
I don't know if if I've managed it, and I, I don't think Guardiola. I think Klopp more than than Guardiola because we've seen it in the past with Jurgen Klopp's team selections, and you know, do they have the squad depth? Get the violins out for Liverpool, blah blah blah. Um, but but I, I don't think Guardiola would be heartbroken if City got got a, a, didn't progress past Liverpool. At the same time, I think you know they'll go out with the intent to win, and I think Liverpool potentially could be looking at it more of the uh, more of the sacrifice in City. But you look at that fixture list and you think. If City want to be successful in both the Premier League and the Champions League, maybe it isn't a bad idea to just not throw it away, but just a weakened team. And we'll get to team selection in a moment. But do you fear that come April, come May, if City go the distance in all competitions, it could sort of be detrimental to hopes? Perhaps. I mean, it's a situation. I mean, the last two years, you know, with firstly lockdown football and, you know, that mm. kind of two or three months where, you know, it was finishing off 1920 and then going straight into 2021. And then even last season, you know, it's been a really condensed fixture list. Um, so I've no doubt that if it were to happen again, City can handle it. Uh, you know, mm. we've got some of the best physios, some of the best medical staff in the world. Um, you know, we know how to handle extreme fixture lists and going strong in each competition. So it, it wouldn't be the worst thing to see City, you know, go out early in one of the Cups, um, especially the Carabao. But I also think that kind of boost, that morale boost you get by potentially winning a trophy in February. Mm. And Caldoun and Pep, and they've all spoken about the power of the Carabao Cup in some sense of it. <laughs> winning a trophy in February is kind of the last kind of big bit of fight for, you know, the running post-international mm. break in March. Um, you know, because it's one, it's one ticked off. So I think that could be something that you know we have to, we have to look mm. at it from both sides. Um, if City were to lose tomorrow, today, uh, tonight with a weakened team, I wouldn't. It's not the end of the world in the sense of the rest of the season, but it's going to be annoying because it's Liverpool and we know what their fans mm. are like and we know what the rivalry is like. I don't want to lose to Liverpool. I don't want to lose to Liverpool in under 18s. I don't want to lose to Liverpool in <laughs> on FIFA. <laughs> yeah, on FIFA, like on on Football Manager, whatever it is. I don't like losing to Liverpool, mm. um, so I don't really want to throw. I don't want to see City throw it away, and I don't think they will. But mm. if if we if we go out if we go out, then so be it. We've got three other competitions to win, and we might have an easier fixture list come April or May to deal do it. In. Yeah, it's double-edged in a way, isn't it? Because I think we saw last season when City got to the final day and obviously what happened at the Bernabeu happened and, and going out of the FA Cup was frustrated at the hands of Liverpool, of course. But you enter that final day of the season knowing it's all or nothing on this, basically. And yes, would would it have been considered a successful season had City won the Carabao Cup in February or March, whenever the final was, and then gone on to lose the title? Obviously not. You know, the Carabao Cup, for some, some might disagree, but for me, it doesn't constitute a successful season, quote unquote. Um, but you do have that sort of that insurance, that 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 sort of that that cushion in a way to say, yeah, you know, we, we we've won something this season. We've got silverware in the bank. Maybe it sort of takes the pressure off a little bit I don't know in the Champions League there's no evidence to suggest that's the case because City have never won it in the Premier League it was a freak possibly a freak result uh, maybe for want of a better word on the final day against Villa but still sort of we, we haven't really known because it was the first season City hadn't won it for a couple of years um, let's let's move on to team selection then because this is intriguing 
<laughs> that, that sounded a little bit like the X Factor announcer then. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it that dramatic. Um, I'm just losing my mind a little bit. Um, but but obviously, we, we've had the World Cup. And, and I think probably apart from Julian Alvarez, the biggest winner from the World Cup from a City perspective is Pep Guardiola because most of his players, in fact, pretty much all of them, bar Alvarez, were out before the semi-final stage. So the cohort of England lads and Portugal lads were, were or should be home very soon. Um, whether or not they'll be in, involved tonight waits to be seen. But what what sort of... There's going to be youth players involved. To what extent that is, I think, is is what we've got to try and decipher in the next sort of few minutes. What split do you see? If you're doing percentage-wise, 50-50, 60-40, in, in terms of the outfield players, because I think Stefan Ortega's a, a shoe-in, I suppose, to start the game in net. So 10 outfield players, what sort of percentage are you thinking it could be split between youth players and senior players? I mean, I'm trying to think who's actually... who Who's confirmed as being back. So... I think if we if we go through who who will absolutely guaranteed start for the first two you can put on is Haaland and Mares as you well think as Haaland will start absolutely I don't disagree he, but I'm just sort of saying you think he'll start he hasn't he hasn't played he hasn't played for a month Mares hasn't played for a month yeah you've got to, yeah, you've, got to, yeah. you've got to put them in um, building the rest of the team um, there was some quotes earlier in the week from Rico Lewis um, he was asked about what it would be like going from playing under-18s football to playing Liverpool eight days later, the potential <laughs> of playing Liverpool. Mm. And he said, I just love playing football. I don't care Aww. who or what for. He's, a, he's a good lad, isn't he? So he's a I'm, good egg. He is. And I'm thinking, he started the game against Chelsea in the, in the last round. Mm. Pep obviously loves him. Pep obviously trusts him. João Cancelo, I don't. I think he's back, <laughs> but obviously he's been in horrific form for both Portugal mm. and City for the last few games for both. So maybe an extended break of sorts where it's just say maybe off the bench if needed. Um, obviously, same situation with Carl Walker. Uh, came back from injury during the World Cup, played three, I think, three or four of England's games. So they might not want to risk him immediately. So I think Rico could get a start. I think Cole mm. Palmer's obviously going to play some role in the game, probably more in midfield, if anything. Okay. Um, so... I'm just trying to think. Does Sergio Gomez count as a youth player to you? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's senior. I think he's senior. Yeah, I, th- I think he just counts as senior, really. So I think there's probably maybe three or four. Who those three or four are, I don't really know. I think we'll see. I mm. think the bench will be populated with youth. I think the bench is going to be mm. straight out of the academy in Edison. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can't. Like Pep's not going to put out five young kids against Liverpool, is he? He's just, it's just not in, it's not in his nature. Yeah, yeah. It really does, I think, depend on where the fitness is of those players who've returned back from the World Cup. Because if we look back at that um, that that friendly with Girona, which was the the sort of the mid season friendly, the only one City had, it was sort of quite heavily populated by youth team players. And and I'm, I know there's been a few uh, senior players who've returned, Nathan Ake, Akanji, uh, Rodri as well. I'm pretty sure, insane, have, have come back. There's a sort of a gaping hole at centre half. A lot of City players at centre-half sort of went deep in the World Cup, so that might mm. be one to watch. You mentioned Sergio Gomez. He could be coming up against Mohamed Salah. Now, I'm not quite sure if at this moment in time I'm looking forward to seeing that battle because, like, you know, you mentioned Erling Haaland, fit, ready to go after a small injury, having not played for a month or so. He'll be dreaming about sticking a few goals past whichever Liverpool goalkeeper, probably Kelleher, won't it? It starts in net. Mm-hmm. I think Mohamed Salah will be looking at Sergio Gomez going, yeah, yeah I could have I, a bit of fun here. 
this, this is a game where I would be putting Nathan Ake at left back. Mm, um, yeah. Or if Xiao Cancelo is back, you play, and Pep's confident in him, you play Xiao Cancelo because he's on number one left back. Uh, but, you know, if, if you know, there is a bit, I don't want to call it a crisis at centre half, it just means some players aren't back yet. Mm. Um, and they obviously will be for the fixture on the 28th. Um, but if that's a situation and Ake and Akanji are our only recognised centre half back, I'd be putting Rodri at centre half. He's been playing centre half for Spain. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Luis Enrique and Pepe, mate, just give him a call. Pep say, right, <laughs> what did you tell Rodri to do? Tell him to do it for me. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, Calvin Phillips didn't play. I think more than twenty minutes for England. He's barely played an hour for City, so get him on, get him on the pitch mm. as well. Um, I know Jack Grealish is busy frolicking around New York, but come on, Jack, <laughs> he's having a good time. Though, he's having a, he's having a great time, and I don't blame the lad. But come on, Jack, you played you know twenty minutes a game. You're not that, you're not you're not that bad. You don't need a big rest. Get back, come play come play against Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's just. It's a, De Bruyne it's a, as well. He's another one. Kevin De Bruyne. I, I think he, I, the midfield picks itself because De Bruyne and Gundogan are shoo-ins. You know, they came back in the group stage. They came back from a group stage exit. So they're, sh- they're absolute guarantees. Mm. It's just which of the defensive midfielders is back and, and playing because uh, one of them could be asked to fill in at centre-back. I could see that situation happening. Um, mm. And does Pep trust Sergio Gomez against Mo Salah? Because obviously Mo Salah has been, as you say, sat on, sat on the sidelines for a month himself missing out on the World Cup. So he's going to want to prove a point, just like Haaland is. So I like Sergio Gomez. I like him. He's a good player. He's, he's There's potential there. But a left-back against Mo Salah? I'll be watching that through my, through my hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's case. it. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be the case. Let's hope he proves us wrong. Um, but that will be a good place to wrap part one. We'll be back in a moment with a little bit of uh, Carabao-inspired trivia to kick off your match day. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Now, as is per usual for our match day preview shows in the in part two, we finish it with a quiz. Um, Ollie, I've not actually given you the topic because the topic I gave you I've, I, is during this recording, I've changed. <laughs> so you're going into this. I'm going in. Much like Sergio Gomez against Mohamed Salah, absolutely blind. Um, so... For our trivia today, in front of me, I have got the team sheet from City versus Liverpool in the what was then called, I think it was the Capital One Cup before the Carabao got the sponsorship rights. I would like you, if possible, (laughs) to run through not only the starting 11, but also (laughs) the substitutes from that day. I'll I'll give you the benefit of that. I'll I'll just say City. I don't want you to go through Liverpool's because, dear me, there is some dross. Let me tell you, Nathan. Daniel Klein and Lucas uh, uh, in the defence as, as Sacco and Moreno as well. Um, oh but we, we'll, we'll go for City then to start off with. Um, goalkeeper that day. Who do you think might have been City's, uh, one of the many, a number of uh, League Cup winning goalkeepers, but who do you think it was against Liverpool in uh, 2016? 20, oh, God. Um, this was the last Pellegrini season, wasn't it? It was indeed. He yeah. was in charge. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the season before Pep. So, was it Pantillimon? Uh, and wrong uh, off the bat. Yeah. Try again. Who else might it be? Oh God, who was that? Think about that sort of time. He arrived yeah. as a as a Pellegrini man. 
There's, yeah. there's listeners screaming at you right now. I know, I know. But you've, you've completely blindsided me. If you, you told to, me that... You have to put your trust in Willie. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Willie Caballero. Is, um, right, okay, let's rattle it along. I'll give you a small clue. Uh, two fullbacks, French internationals, or, or they were sort of... Uh, oh, I don't even know if this one was, actually. One certainly was, but they were they were French... Uh, what's it called? Nationalities. Yeah. So, Sanya. Sanya at right back, yeah, um, left back. Oh, Clichy. Attention. Yes, yeah. If yeah, I just imagine, did, did Gail Clichy have a fallout with the France squad? Did he ever play for them? I can't picture him in a. I, in yeah, a, I, can't, I can't picture him in a French show. Yeah, either. yeah. I, I'm um, sure someone will tell us, but it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm somewhere sure in my mind, I feel like. Yeah, it, it wouldn't um, be sort of uncharacteristic for a French international to fall out with the with the national team, would it? So uh, probably list, probably not too of, far off it. The list of French internationals that haven't <laughs> fallen out with the French yeah. national team would, would be an easier quiz than this. Yeah, it wouldn't even um, make a start at 11 with it. Um, no. Right, two centre-halves. Um, one very much, well, two actually in the news at the moment for completely different reasons. One still playing, one is now a manager. Yeah, so Demic Ellis. Uh-uh. But that's not a bad shout. That's not a yeah. bad shout because obviously he, he replaced Marcelo Gallardo. Yeah, he's just coming. He's so, manager, isn't he? Yeah, um, so it's not a bad shout. You're on the well, right well, lines. Well, in well, terms well of man, that... manager's company then, surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. I was going to say Demi Cup company. final. Him. He could so, have been the, out and, for months and, the and then. And the other one's still playing. So Otto yeah, World yeah. Cup champion. Yeah. Put some respect on that man's name. Um, right, okay, into midfield then. Two holding midfielders. What a typical uh, Manuel mm. Pellegrini team this was. But two holding midfielders. Uh, off you go with that one. Remember 2015-16, um, so who was sort of in the pomp at that time? I'm pretty sure Fernando was one of them. Yeah, she'd be right there. That's a yeah. great shout. Um, and I, and did he was he playing Yard for that game? I can't remember. Um, I mean, Yaya Toria was obviously in that midfield somehow. Yeah, yeah. Is um, that your shout? I'm going to say Yaya. Yeah, yeah. You'd be spot on. Nice, yeah. nice bit of clearing up there. Fernando and Yaya Toria as a midfield pivot, um, attacking midfield. Then, who do you think that might have been on the on the League Cup final in 2016? Was it De, was it De Bruyne? No, no, I didn't feel right. Don't think it was. Don't think it was. I mean, that season is just like hellish. It's a a black hole, isn't it? Yeah. It's an absolute black hole. Dire season. Um, Silver would have was Silver playing central at that point, or was he still playing more wide? That's for you to tell me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to say David Silver because my mind just blanks else. Just a. Bow in off the post. Yeah, David Silva operating in that number 10 role. Right, okay then. Um, Wingers. (laughs) One, it's such a Manuel Pellegrini move. Um, He was the goal scorer that day. Uh, Unorthodox, let's put it that way. Um, And another sort of slightly more natural position for this player. So two wingers, who do you think they were? Navas. No, he was on the bench. He came off as he came on as a substitute. I knew he he played. I remember him playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the league up against Nasri? No, again, no, that, was God. he a substitute? No, he wasn't even no. on the bench. Oh my God. Another French international who'd fallen out with his team. <laughs> yeah. um, Pretends to be shocked. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. 
Oh, I'm going to so, get. I'm, I'm going to get so many pelters for this in our comments. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. the, the goal scorer? Does that not give it away? It was no, a, a scrappy goal. Um, the other one should be easy enough. He, he recently left City after a stellar career. This was his first bit of silverware with the club. It's funny how you how your mind does this when you get put under pressure. Yeah, like asked to name this in any other circumstance, yeah, I could probably yeah. I, 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 I would have finished it by now. And we, you know. <laughs> But under it, I've just I've just completely blanked. Um, no, I I honestly my mind is at a blank. So one of them, Raheem Sterling. Oh yeah, obviously playing against his former club. Oh, the yeah. other, the goal scorer for City, it was one one uh, in normal time. It went to penalties, of course. Fernandinho, he played as a right midfielder. If you see that, uh... that, that, that has completely messed with me because I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say Fernandinho was a holding mid because that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, thanks, Manuel. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was a, a weird time to be alive. Looking back mm-hmm. at it, um, finally then as the striker, a little bit more conventional, a little bit easier. It better, um, just, it better just be Aguero, otherwise I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. uh, otherwise, I'm just gonna go and send abuse to Manuel Pellegrini through the post. <laughs> Won't be the first time. Uh, yeah, Sergio Aguero, <laughs> Sergio Aguero, uh, leading the line mm-hmm. in that day. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you to do the the substitutes, but in fear of being here all day, I think probably yeah, not. Yeah, that's uh, not a idea. Joe Hart, Pablo Zabaleta, Alexander Kolarov, Wilfred Boney, Jesus Navas, Martin Demichelis, and Kalechi Iannaccio. Um, right, okay. I think that will do for today's show. Obviously, first match day back since the World Cup. Starting to get those jitters a little bit now. We've had this conversation before. It was a little bit apathetic, thinking, oh, it's only you know three days before Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Starting to get that sort of City-Liverpool uh, nervousness just yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go and stand outside near my local bus stop and just boo whatever comes past like Liverpool fans did. Um, yeah, six hours know. before kickoff. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get the flares out, lads. No. Go home. Go to the pub. Just, uh, <laughs> at least it's at, at the Etihad. That's all I can say. At least because yeah, if it was yeah. at Anfield, I, just, I, 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 wouldn't eat, I wouldn't care about it if it was at Anfield. Mm. At least it's at well, the it'd Etihad. Be, it'd be a predetermined result. It wouldn't well, exactly. be worth playing. Um, right, okay. We'll wrap for today. We'll be back tomorrow with our usual match date review. Ollie, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks for having me. And until next time, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.